Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's go to the hotline and welcome back to the show. This is Brad Meltzer. Brad Meltzer, how are you, buddy? Hey, brother. How you doing? Good to uh, good to talk to you. First of all, how do you how do you gain that? I read the article you wrote. I think it was for the Huffington Post about things you didn't know about the Secret Service and inside the White House. Who's giving you access to the White House? Listen, it's a guy named the President. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, it's a good one. No, no. I mean, basically, I've been. Listen, I, I the one thing I'm the luckiest for, and I'll probably the first to say it's because I'm lucky. Is uh, the first meeting I went in with the Secret Service years ago? A guy sat down in the room. I figured they're going to tell me nothing. But it's the Secret Service. The word "secret" in the title, right? And and the guy says to me, "I liked your book, The Tenth Justice, your first book, and I want to help you with this new one." Wow. And that was 16 years ago. And and these guys have just been really kind. And I've you know I got I've been invited to eat at the White House and. You know, it's uh, listen. I, I, it's ridiculous. I, I'm like my wife is like, when did your life become Forrest Gump? No. <laughs> <laughs> I I took my son there a couple of years ago. He he was only like uh, six years old, and we made plans. I had to prepare far in advance to gain access. It was right before they started shutting everything down with budget cuts. Anyway, I I had been there when I was a kid in, in Cub Scouts, but when I went in there this time, I couldn't believe how incredibly small it seems once you're inside. And how uh, I can't believe that it's so close to the street and that the first family actually lives in that house. Yeah, I mean, the coolest part is where they live. I will say that's where it actually feels big again because it's not just like, then it's like palatial. So I went up there, they had me come in, and uh, there was like a little private lunch. I mean, there couldn't have been like maybe a dozen, 20 people maybe. Right. And you know, you're in the private residence in the president's private dining room. And I go in, and this was actually when, when W was president, and I was doing this literacy thing uh, on the, for the Washington Book Festival. And so they had, you know, they had a couple authors come up there. And uh, while I was there, I sit down, and they seat me next to Barbara Bush at the time. Right? <laughs> mom, you know, mom and dad were in town. And I'm seated next to Barbara Bush, and it says there's a little name tag right in front of my plate that says Mr. Meltzer, and then it says the White House. It's like the fanciest card you've ever seen. Right. And my first thought is, I'm stealing that card. Sure. Right? Like, I got to steal that. And Barbara Bush looks at me, and she says, you know, all the novices want to steal those cards. And I'm like, oh, yes, all those novices. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I was like, look, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And then I swept that card down <laughs> anyone in history. Should have taken hers, too. Yeah. Uh, if I listen, if she would have looked away for a second, I would have. No, you know the best part is when you go to the White House. I've been there for like big, like when they have a bunch of authors there. All the authors suddenly go to the bathroom and they come out and their their pants are stuffed because everyone is stealing White House napkins. That's what I, that's what you always hear. Everybody wants to steal something with the logo on it. Way there, I find. Oh yeah, the logo is awesome. I think it's so interesting. I'm obsessed with. I read about a uh, Air Force One all the time. I want to know what it looks like inside. And and when you go in the White House as a tourist, you're so disappointed because you see nothing. They pretty much bring you in one door and shuffle you out the next door. But I mean, when you're upstairs, do you get the feeling like you could even know that there's a downstairs? Like that, that obviously you probably weren't there when there were no, people. Yeah, there. no, you're like in like you're like in a palace. I mean, they took us around. Of course, we went to the Lincoln bedroom. We went to the cool stuff. 
And the coolest part for me is, you know, I've done the hidden tunnels in one book, the hidden tunnels below the White House. And in the book that I was working on at the time, I had just done this scene where outside, the, across the Lincoln bedroom is the Queen's bedroom, and there's a little secret door that the Secret Service had told me um, you can kind of push it open, and there's like a little hidden staircase. Oh, and wow. I and I basically said I was like, you know, uh, you know, I said to the first lady, like, you know, can I go push it? Because I just was like, I want to know if they got it right. And it was just really cool because I could see the reason. You know, there's some things that I, I usually go to firsthand, like in the President's Shadow. They're all the places like you know, a lot of them I got to go to. But sometimes there are ones that I'm just not going to go to, and I just got to take that person's word for it. And it was really cool to see that that hidden room, it was there, man. Yeah. It was, I mean, the hidden staircase was there. Do you think that, by the way, we're talking to Brad Meltzer. He's got a book out called The President's Shadow. All the stuff he does is so interesting. We're we are admittedly not big readers on the show. Uh, but uh, the problem is for me, because of my attention span, if I'm not getting action in the first couple of pages of the books, I get bored. And this is this starts you out right out of the gate. So if you're especially for Father's Day, if you're looking to get somebody uh, something cool, this is perfect. When when uh, I love that you said that in your tunnel thing that it doesn't lead to the Washington Monument like in Dave. I just assumed there was always one of those that'll that'll take you out there. Yeah, no, and and you you hit it right on the head, brother. I mean, the opening scene of this book, I, I can usually pinpoint where I get the opening scene from. This one I just woke up with one day. And what I woke up with was this scene. And this is the, these are the first three pages of The President's Shadow. Is The first lady's in the Rose Garden, and it's 5 o'clock in the morning and, and at the White House. And it's just a moment where she can finally catch her breath and be by herself. No press is around. No one's around. And she puts her hands into the dirt at the White House Rose Garden. She smells the mulch. And out of the dirt, she finds a severed arm. Oh. She doesn't know how the arm, she has no idea how the arm got there. She doesn't know how they got past security. She certainly doesn't know that in the closed fist of that arm, there's a puzzle that's going to need to be solved. And I just had that. And I was like, okay, I made that part up. That's the first three pages of the book. Right. But what I did is I go to the Secret Service and I say, hey, listen, I'm writing this book called The President's Shadow. Here's the plot. What would you do if you needed to investigate that? And they said to me, the first thing I would do, Brad, is I'd renovate a room in the White House. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? And they said, think of it this way. Um, yeah, I'd pull some wallpaper off the walls or I'd paint some room. And then I could get the first family out of the White House. I'd, I'd let them sleep somewhere else for a couple nights. And I can do an investigation and the press wouldn't know what I was doing and no one would know what I was doing and no one would be the wiser. And they've done that and a like, bunch of times before in real life, right? Well, what I said is, I'm like, this sounds like something you've done. They said, think of it this way. Bill Clinton, George W. Bush... And Obama have all renovated rooms in the White House. He said, Brad, you wouldn't believe what's been done here in the name of home renovation. Wow. Yeah. And do they ever give you an inkling of why any of those rooms were, quote, renovated? You know, listen, I think sometimes a renovation is just a renovation. Even in the case of Bill Clinton, like, he did a music room because he wanted a music room. Yeah. Like, he wanted a place to play music, and some of those rooms are just old and pushed, you know, wanted an exercise room, and, and sometimes they are. But the point is, there's lots of renovations where I'm like, wait, we don't know what they were really doing it for or what they really updated. And, and I just love, I promise you this, like anyone who's read The President's Shadow knows, they, next time they announce a renovation, we're all going to be looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the book is The President's Shadow. It's Brad Meltzer. Uh, you know, we laugh about Dave. Dave is a movie that we both happen to like a lot. But it Dave brought you to levels of the White House, even though it wasn't really uh, a serious movie, but it brought you to levels of the White House. I always imagined that a majority of it was below ground because, uh, you know, even when I went on the tour, they said they were building this new FBI building, 
and the FBI building was mostly going to be underground. I guess the structure there allows for that. And uh, and there's a bomb shelter, and there's a basement below the basement, right? Yeah, that's why I show you that, and I think it's in Chapter 2 of the book, or 3, um, exactly that. And I, I actually didn't even know. I knew there was a basement. I didn't know that. There, and I knew that there was bomb shelter because they did that in another book. But I didn't know that there was a sub-basement below the basement. I was like, wait, you're telling me that I flipped the White House upside down and almost as many floors are below it yeah. as above it. And that's that's just a cool day of work when you you know, when you when you stumble onto that. Well, with the amount of lunatics that are running through the grass and landing helicopters in that town, I would I would imagine that they have safety areas. Listen, I, I can tell you that everything that Brad has done, we as guys have find, found enjoyable. I loved watching the show. Uh, decoded, and uh, I'm looking forward to checking this out. The President's Shadow is a new book. You can go to bradmelcher.com and get it now, and I again, for Father's Day, I think it would be a great gift. Yeah, no, one of my, and, and you know, I'm a, I'm a history nerd at heart, so one of my favorite things that we found for this book is, you know, my love of the Lincoln assassination knows no bounds in terms of a moment of studying history, and we all know the story of Lincoln uh, gets shot by John Luke's booth, but what people forget is there were eight other co-conspirators who were arrested for the crime and, and convicted, and four of them were hanged. But the other four of them, amazingly, were put life in prison. They were supposed to go upstate to New York at the time, but here's what really happened to them, and this is true, is they were pulled out of their jail cells in the middle of the night. They were put on a boat, and the boat starts heading south. And the boat goes past Miami, then it keeps going past Key West. They're like, what's past Key West? At that point, it was secret. Most people didn't know about it. It was a secret island, a mm. prison hidden on an island called Devil's Island, also known as Fort uh, also known as Fort Jefferson, also known as the Dry Tortugas. And what I loved is the last hundred pages of the President's Shadow, when you read it, you will see the jail cells and where the killers of Abraham Lincoln wound up. Wow. And I won't ru- I won't ruin the scenes, but it's it you know, obviously it takes place in modern time, but you're gonna see what happened to it, and it's just an amazing moment of American history that nobody knows. Are there uh, are there talks about making books like this a movie? Like, I think your stuff would be great movies. No, I appreciate it. The funny part was I was at a, one of the book signs uh, last two nights ago in New York at the first uh, the first event for the book, and someone asked that question, and my agent, my film agent, was in the audience, and I looked down to say, like, and I say, everyone, you can ask her the question. This is the agent, and my agent is, I'm not joking, on the phone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm like, you know, we got to be doing this. So, you know, listen, I, I would love if that happened. I'm just thankful that I get to do these books. We get to do. I'm going to try. I'm giving this to my agent. I, here, here's the deal. It, 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 I, National Treasure was such a fun movie to watch, even though it's a lot of crap. But it was a fun movie to watch. You take that and you add something serious with it, kind of like uh, uh, what uh, what's the series that uh, Hunt for Red October? That guy, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Anything Clancy. that Clancy, anything that has some reality base to it and especially something like this where you've had unprecedented access I, that would be I think that would be a movie that everybody would dig uh, listen I would you know we, we would kill to do it I used to you know I used to say I'm not waiting for a movie and, and my mom would always still be picking out what she wanted to wear to the Oscars <laughs> mm-hmm. who do you want to play your main character yeah you know I don't I can't see anybody you know it's kind of like I don't see anyone playing the character because I see the character as a real person. It's like saying, you know, who's going to play your mom or who will play my mom in the movie of my life? There's no one going to play my mom. Here's an idea. Who's my mom? No, here's an idea. I always pick somebody that kind of looks like her but is a little cooler. Like, who's going to play me in the movie? I pick a guy that kind of is built like me but yet cooler. So, uh, Artie Lang plays me in the movie. That's what you have to do. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I look for me. Okay, so if I got a, a ball guy that's cooler, uh, I'll take like you know Jason Stratham. I want someone. I want to like beat somebody up, right? Yeah, yeah. Someone. I so see you more. I, I, I see I, you more I, as an Ed Harris, but I got you. Yeah, I'll take, Ed Harris is awesome. I love Ed Harris. Yeah. But I just wanted to be more. I wanted to get a more fist fight. <laughs> I'm, ca- I'm casting this movie. Uh, listen, check it out. The President's Shadow. It's always good to talk to you. Go to bradmelcher.com. You can get info about this book and all the other books. And uh, I'm looking. F- I'm looking forward to going to the Oscars with your mom. Listen, I appreciate it, brother. And thanks. More important, let me say, thanks for always being there for us and being more than you realize. Oh, you're a good guest, man. We love having you on. Thank you. Okay. Take, take it easy, pal. There you go, Brad Meltzer. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.